Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 94 of Unlimited Railworks Video Game Choo Choo's Anime Podcast. I am your host, Rose, and with me, as almost always, is Elvie. Hi, Elvie. Hello. Hello. I am here. You are here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you were here. You weren't... <laughs> no, that was two times ago now. No, it was... Yeah. Uh, the episode before last yes, yes 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 it was the big o episode that's right yes yes yes, yes. yes. um and maverick is also here in the year 2022 general maverick von uh <laughs> suck and fuck uh, all right mm-hmm. so, no no see that's the like the meet and fuck that's based off like it's copying deviant <laughs> art legend of galactic heroes art and they accidentally make it gay because you know it was kind of mm-hmm. hard to avoid that mm-hmm. yeah it's the it, it it's the one that seven hook gets a lot of praise for what it does yeah and the <laughs> just don't understand the other ones you know i love the idea of there being praise for one specific meet and fuck like there's just like the new ground like all the new grounds reviews for all the other ones are like eh, it's decent and then there's the, like, the galactic meat and fucker they're like fuck yes the, finally the tr- this is where they come to form like this is the, the other galactic meat and fuck let's get that sh- oh yeah that's right there is the other one i forgot there was meat and fuck space mission or whatever right yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> it would Great. have to be some like very dumb porn like pun title you know yeah it would be i mean what there's the fast and the furious one and forget what that's even called it's like is it just the fucking furious like no that one no no no. they all have the meat and fuck uh and they're like car race or something like sure and that one's like meat and fuck star mission there's there's a detective one there is a detective uh, one classic meat and fuck kingdom oh meat and fuck kingdom's the classic right that's the (laughs) iconic Um, uh, the cruise one. I don't even know the cruise one. I only know whichever ones there were the fucking Recipe videos of. <laughs> yeah, and they're just all traces of an actual hentai game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Several. Someone, it's several. I mean, most of them are, yeah. stitching of multiple or at least, fucking yeah. CG sets. That's, that's <laughs> the beauty of art, right? It's the, They're using the whole animal. Tune in for... Uh, <laughs> Or when we do a tier list of all the meat and fuck games. <laughs> yep, that's that's the other podcast. Uh, that's what that's for. I mean, we have to we have to return to four. We have to even go earlier. New Grand Sister, just the re- the the Neon Genesis Evangelion dating sim. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need that. It's just full on, just to trace Osaka. It's great. What do you mean? She hates school so fuck. much. Crushes can of Pepsi so against her. Yeah, head. Uh, I feel better now. <laughs> Uh, um, anyways, uh, John's not here or he'd be popping off for the meat and fuck jokes, I think, immediately. That would, this, this really... <laughs> after this, after this, uh, episode, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna tell him, John, guess what we talked about? <laughs> and, he'll like, and he'll be like, oh, God damn it. Dang it. Uh, if he was fucking YouTube poop, then, then it would really be, uh, I mean, that's like one degree removed, I feel like, almost, somehow. To an extent. It's definitely of the era. 
I God, I do wonder where those. And again, not mean fuck. I don't know what the fuck those people are doing like, in their day jobs. <laughs> those people but are like, in hell. but like no, the, yeah, like people who used to do those hentai flash games. I wonder where they are now. Are they are are they are they like incredible artists now, or are they just doing something completely unrelated and are very normal people? Uh, I hope they're okay. I bet they're all doing <laughs> NFT stuff. Let's be real. I oh, think God. That's, You're probably right, That is what man. the meet and fuck people are doing. I, I would like to believe in more optimistic view. They're just, like, <laughs> good people. Where they're just, like, they did yeah, just, that was a weird... You know, that was just a weird point in my life, internet history, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, the meat and fuck games were free, right? Like, they were... Yeah. They, they didn't oh, no, charge yeah, money. Yeah, they're, they're behind yeah. a paywall thing or whatever. No, that was just on Newgrounds. You just... No, I, I know. Yeah, so, yeah, some of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe. Yeah, they wouldn't compromise their morals. They wouldn't become dark, mm-hmm. dark side twisted. Yeah. In the modern era, they're, <laughs> they're they're actually in the DSA right now, and they're they're making <laughs> big, big waves. Uh, uh, Who do you um, think were the ones that uh, helped out with making Goku real in Fortnite? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I would love to read it. A fucking article, like a or a GDC talk by a dude who worked on Meet and Fuck and then worked on Fortnite. I would love to see that. I want that to be real. God, it's no, it would be. It's gonna be an, a Vice op-ed. Yeah, because they that's their that's their that's their spiel. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like here, remember remember this. Uh. <laughs> remember Meet and Fuck. Well, now you're meeting Goku. <laughs> Well, no, mm-hmm. honestly, that would probably be. Remember, love Hina people. dating sim. <laughs> Here's here here are they now. Here are they. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh God. Remember the people from the KFC dating sim. Here's what they are now. Oh no, Bitter, they're still here. <laughs> they made the fucking uh, Dead by Daylight. They made the sim. yeah Dead by Daylight. God, I God. forgot about that. Designs uh, are baller. Dire. Let me tell you. That yeah. Oh yeah. Spirit design. Art, art is good. The writing is bitter about the fact people didn't like that uh, KFC sim. Of course. Mm -hmm. Like, bitter. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine why people wouldn't have. Like, it's enough of a detractor where it's like when it's trying to be earnest, it's good. But then it doesn't want to be earnest. It wants to be a a a subversion or whatever without understanding its uh, source material. Yeah. That's a lot. I just don't understand. It's like there are there are plenty of examples of uh, you know Western visual novels, like plenty, and they're all mm-hmm. they all accomplish what they're trying to do because they're just being earnest about it. And it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know. I think that there's always going to be that aspect of the medium where they're trying to subvert things. I just don't understand why it's coming from a lack of interaction with the source. And like several years late too on yeah, like, those jokes too. It's like whoa, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyways, anime, right? Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, we, we're here. <laughs> hey, hey, we of... were fairly anime adjacent on this one. <laughs> this one was yeah. This is much better. This was uh, this is much closer. Uh, <laughs> this was cultural uh, rather than you know uh, accompanying. Um, we're here to talk about Legend of Galactic Heroes, specifically the new thesis or Dis Nuste, right? Is that how you say it? What is it? Listen, I don't even know. I <laughs> yeah, the German pronunciations the across this franchise are no one knows. No one knows what's going on or what what they're saying, but it's 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 some sort of German, yes. <laughs> well, 
This is the uh, remake series the remake, yes. that was released in 2018. Mm-hmm. Has the been, first season. Yeah, the first season. The other seasons have been in movie form now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still coming out there's one coming out in they're on their way like a couple months i think or next month next month it says yeah one next month and another who knows there was Uh. there was one in march (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i guess there are three movies each right it's three movies released about like a month apart each yeah yeah the second season is still like a regular serialized uh, episodic series but after that yeah it's like a series i see of movies, yes i'm seeing this, which is so. very hot and popular as a format for some reason in anime in the past three years right uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah princess principle yeah <laughs> <sighs> um but yeah this is a you know grand old story sci-fi world all about the galactic empire and the free planets alliance and I mean, there's the third, uh, oh God, what is the third? It's uh, Phazon. Phazon, thank you. The, yeah. the th- there's there's these three glo- universal superpowers. There we go. Uh, galactic superpowers. And uh, it's all about them, you know, fighting out there in space and mainly focused on uh, these two characters, Reinhard von Lohengram and Yang Wenli. Uh I would say in this remake specifically, much more Yang Wenli. Uh, yeah, so th- this is a remake of, like we said, like of an original, like the, I mean, it's books, right? Uh, originally uh-huh. novels. I have them right, right here next to me. I can flip the pages. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm going to read those later. Uh, oh, oh, okay. My wife has them all. Um, <laughs> but it's also, you know, like they, they made an anime forever ago and what the fucking 19, it's like the eighties. It went from like the eighties to the nine, late nineties. Yeah. 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 The novels, uh, originally were published. The first novels were published like 1980, like 19 early eighties. Uh, and then the anime started around like li- towards the end of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to the nineties. Yeah. So a, a post Gundam, yeah. I, I used that as like a benchmark in time. I was like, no, this was definitely after Gundam, yeah, the f- original Gundam. I mean, <laughs> and uh, this 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 one was uh, what twenties. Uh, this was twenty eighteen, uh, but I'm trying 18, to 18, I'm trying yes. to. Uh, this is um, IG production IG uh, who yes. made, did this one. Uh, very uh, interesting to look at the original one and see Shaft worked on it and stuff like that. It's like, wow, that was forever ago yeah um it's an entirely different shaft uh uh-huh. but yeah um lv I'll, I'll just let you go right away since you're you're the resident sure. expert of gl- all things galactic <laughs> I, definitely not no well maybe not an expert but you're you're an yeah. enjoyer of the, uh, the an enjoyer heroes. a representative of of this in our group um yeah um legend of the galactic heroes uh i i I'm going to just say in general, like speaking from my perspective as someone who, who, who is like reading the books now, like kind of like midway through um, the series and someone who has um, watched the original OVA and uh, the movies that came out like around the eighties, et cetera, onwards. Um, uh, yeah. I'm a huge enjoyer <laughs> of, of this. I uh, basically, what is a franchise, right? Cause mm. there, are, there are like various other things going on with it beyond anime adaptations. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I appreciate and glad am glad to, 
our, our, our patron supporters, uh, you know, I believe Gregory Zero suggested this shout out, yes. um, to, you know, assigning this, re- requesting this, putting this in our inbox saying like, Hey, this is, this is a potential series y'all can watch. I'm glad I made this journey to do so and finally dip my toes in the remake of something I liked because I know I already had preconceived biases about it, right? Like, oh, you know, and and also hearing other people talk about it very distantly. You know, I already had, like, some opinions, even though, like, it was like, okay. And this was a great opportunity to kind of shake those off and actually, like, yeah, properly sit down and consume this piece of media to, like, to to see if that, like, actually, like, validates or, you know, disagrees with it or changes my mind about things. And I I think it certainly has done all of those things. It has certainly done all of those things above. It has definitely validated what I assumed about it, but also has certainly changed my mind about it um, from what I assumed about it. So just to say a a very general overview of things before going to maybe specific examples as maybe... You know, the two of you here also will probably go into as, per, per, you know, you're both you're both not are familiar with this, I'm assuming. Right. Is that is that the situation? Yeah. I uh, yeah. I like I said, my my wife enjoys it. Um, yeah. But she hadn't seen this remake series either until we watched right. it. And oh, OK, uh, you watched it together. Yeah, I haven't seen I hadn't seen anything for years. I mean, right. I mean, I, this has been on our list for years, I yeah. think, of our Patreon options. And um, uh. so I've heard some things about it from uh, Trixie, mm-hmm. uh, but I had not, I did not really know the whole breadth of it. Just basically just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Star Warsian, for lack mm-hmm. of a better adjective, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, like... like uh, It's always been around my radar. I, I think someone did give me, like a batch of just all of it but this Mm -hmm. would have been like a few years back and i i think it is in my old laptop that is just decaying (laughs) at this point so if i can salvage anything out of it it would have to be though just those ovas most likely wow and that would probably be like those might be fan subs pre Sentai Filmworks basically acquiring the OVAs. Cause those te- like the original series was technically not like distributed in English, you know, until like a couple years, you know, maybe, maybe several years ago at this point. But yeah, I feel if, if, <laughs> if, if you, that could possibly be like I some sort of fan were, sub yeah. version I, of the series. Yeah. I just got to take the time to actually, yeah. Again, go back and just dig them up. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I, yeah, 12 episodes, first season of The New Theses. Uh, I think this is a generally good, like, introduction for someone, and keyword, like, emphasis on introduction, uh, for someone who would probably be interested in further delving into, like, this bigger franchise. I, um... I was su- I was honestly pleasantly surprised by like oh okay this is actually fine this is actually also good and there are parts to this that I felt like was conveyed and executed much better compared to the original series but also again I uh, it was kind of welcoming to to watch this too with a pair of eyes that of, of finally you know reading some of the novel content at this point too 
Whereas, you know, like, I think, like, like with many people who are introduced to the series initially, they saw the OVA, the original anime, the 80s anime first, and, and never touched the novels yet. Or at that point, you know, especially at that point in time where the, no- the, the novels were probably not even translated in English either, officially. So most people had access to a fan subversion of the original series. Um, I... It, it, to from my perspective, it feels like, and it kind of coincide with our people's opinions about it. It feels like this is a very straightforward interpretation of the novels, where it's very beat by beat in regards to the chronology of the events that happen. Which you know, uh, every adaptation of the series starts with the exact same event, which is the Battle of Astarte, um, which is kind of the first indirect contact between uh, Yang Wenli and Reinhard. Um, you know, the, the two, our two characters that we follow that kind of represent both of the major, two major factions the series follows, you know, the Free Planets Alliance and the Galactic Empire, respectively. Um, and that battle is kind of like the whole catalyst uh, of, of basically all the series events that the series goes on, henceforth, um, in regards to these are two rivals, um, but in a very indirect way. And they and it's such an interesting like tension pull where like they actually really never directly meet until a certain point and it's it's such like a cool like I don't I, I don't know like I, I've never really seen like and and again like I I, I we I mentioned it right like this is this is actually something that is after Gundam so like you know I feel like you know Muro and and Char kind of really set up that th- that archetype of the two rivals with kind of like homoerotic like subtext going on too um in a sci-fi setting really you know they, they kind of really definitely set the precedent for that and you, you can s- kind of see that here too mm-hmm. i mean these two, yeah these two series though are very close apart and it's just purely coincidental i don't i'm not sure like if there actually was a direct influence at all i i don't think so intentionally just based on like how the author of the series really is just like a historian, you know, a huge historian, you know, buff. And, you know, and, and, and again, like it's archetype. So it's like, yeah, it's just that's just something that is very present across many stories in rega- regards to these two uh, rivals who are also kind of foils to each other. Um, and, and, and but in such a way that is not really a straightforward black and white good versus evil issue. Right. Um, w- you know, and yeah, and like in all the other ways, what the series, does, this remake does well is, of course, like modernizing some things. Like for sure, the <laughs> the jank of the old series does not age well in a lot of ways, and it's like, ooh, wow. Uh, especially if one does, if you do dip your toes in it, there's like a lot of like very awkward, really funny moments, like moments made unintentionally funny because of how like it really did not age well in regards to like the sniffness of the animation, some parts, the cheapness and quality. And again, because it was like a, a series that was very, that they made hundreds of episodes of that was like probably serialized on TV every day, probably at like late night block. Cause this is like a series probably targeted towards adults um, that you, you can kind of see those faultiness. Whereas here it's like, oh, okay, it's, it's generally consistent. I found, um, of course, though, again, we, we I think we all have those issues with, like, CGI appearing in anime and then, like, where it's just, like, jarringly, like, uh, does does not blend. Like, that certainly is present here. But I think they, there's there's a generally good, like, surface, 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 surface <laughs> kind of finish to, like, how the animation is. And I think there are a lot of parts, too, where it was done very well with... Even though it's not a very dynamic series where, again, this is, like, you know, the joke about, like, oh, wow, it's the anime 
talk talking to anime, right? That <laughs> that, that people mm-hmm. poke up fun when it comes to a series like this. It's still, I think, I think it, I think it works well where it works well, right? Yeah, um, like those the ship the ships look fine. It helps that the background is completely black. I think right. most of the time, so it's just sort of like right. You don't see the stiff outlines of everything to yeah. really make it uh, look uh, goofy, like a horse, for example. Yeah, there are a lot of like interesting reinterpretations of scenes that I kind of remember from the original series, and like also my now my reference point from the books of stuff like. Um, you know, Yang and Julian, Julian, his ward, you know, his basically this kid he adopted that lives with him and who, who becomes even, of course, obviously more significant as the series goes on. And when, as he gets older himself, um, where, uh, uh, moments where Yang seems more directly involved with events going on, as opposed to him being very distant in the original series, or at least how I pictured it to be slightly different. Um, you know, I love it when I love I love swatching something like an old piece of media and their um, their depict their depictions and interpretations of what future technology looks like. Like, <laughs> right? Like a lot of like there's like a lot of scenes where they're still watching like a CRT TV, like you know, an old cathode ray TV, some like a very old fashioned interpretation of what a video phone might look like. You know, whereas in this remake, of course, now we have like holograms and like like a more seamless interpretation of like what communications looks like, and and that's and that's pretty fun and that's pretty cool. That I think is more accurate to what I think this world should look like, <laughs> despite the hokey aspects to it. But yeah, overall, it's like kind of um, it's kind of hard to go into specifics of the series because yeah, it's just a very dense series with a jillion characters. There certainly uh, are a lot of characters. Oh God, there's so many characters, and like a- again, like you ha- they have the little name card, be like, hey. But at times, it's like some of these characters are not even important, so you know, it it, it is a little confusing. But e- even with e- but even with the density of it, um, you know, of course, I'm not going to sell this to anyone who's not going to be into like polit- what is basically a political drama, a political drama with just sci-fi elements to it, where the sci-fi elements are not necessarily the most important aspect to it. Um, if you're not going to be into that stuff, you're not going to be into that stuff. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, there's that, you know, there, again, another joke about this series is like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you like Legend of Galactic Heroes, you must be like, you you must be like morally superior, like have like superior taste compared to everyone else because of this super academic like you know it's it's you know it, there is there is like such a, like a a joke around the density of the series. It's like yeah yeah of course yeah you, you have to be a freak like me who likes like reading history and <laughs> for fun <laughs> and like textbooks and stuff to enjoy something like this, and that is fine. But for sure, I think like um, this remake is definitely I think doing. I think it's generally a good job, at least at least from what again, from what this first season is doing so far. I think I think it's generally doing a good job of it under being aware of something such as like something that has such dense material like this to try to bring it to new audiences um in its modern retelling and both like changing the step yeah, up- upgrading and changing aesthetics and just kind of like doing its own flow of things in regards to balancing between where what the original series did and maybe this time around actually just focusing on the content straight from the books. But that's where I think some of the flaws show up where, yeah, like I said, I think this is a great introduction, but I think certainly where it stands as is from what I've seen so far, it does not hold up on its own. And it's, I I think this is a great, 
gateway for someone to try the original series in conjunction or go into the books. Like kind of similar what I think what a lot of us Legend of the Galactic Heroes fans have done anyway, which is either choose the books or choose the series, right? Choose the anime or any other thing. Um, the flow of the, the the flow of things is very weird. Like I like you know like I, again, I, it helps that I am familiar with the material already watching this, and there are a lot of moments where it feels like I don't know if they're like selling this to someone who already knows the series, or are they selling this to someone who like is I. Is new to it. Yeah. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, a great example of this is the first episode alone. So, again, like I'm say- like I said, like, all the... Every adaptation of the series, there's a manga, there's actually a theater play uh, adaptation, etc. There's, like, two of them. There's, like, one by the Ta- Takura Azura uh, Revu, a group, actually. I don't know if I pronounce that right. I apologize. The, <laughs> the all-female theater troupe. Um, so it's also kind of, like, a musical. Um, where they all start with the Battle of Stardate. And... They all do focus on the Galactic Empire first. They focus on Reinhardt first. But then the way the the way the new thesis like ends on the first episode is they show Yang's back as if you're supposed to know who the fuck that is, which was yeah. very weird to yeah. I was like, wait a bit, generic guy like you know <laughs> to me. And, and this is already with the like having seen uh, you know going. We'll, we'll we'll probably go into that together later. But having seen already my, dis- you know, having already processed and settled in my dissatisfaction, ah, my 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 disappointment with some of the character design choices uh-huh. they went with with the remake, but that was a little weird to me. Like, there's like a lot of moments like that where it's like, should I? What was that supposed to like? Like, if I don't know the, who that character is, like, what was the point of that, <laughs> right? Um, and um, yeah, it, it was weird and uh, like. There, there's a lot of points, there's like a, you know, you have points like that, you have moments like that where, you know, they're, they're supposed to be like, gotcha, like, if you knew, if you know who that is, you know who it is, like, this and this is a special moment. Um, but then there's also just other points in general where they just don't explain much or let you process what's going on or there needs to be more padding, I feel. Um, like, it go yeah, like I said, it goes beat by beat in such a way where I think it might be, uh, a, it might be doing the series of the service so i actually did watch like several episodes of the original series just to like okay compare and i realized then like oh my gosh this does not synchronize accurately because the original series has so many fucking episodes 110 and that's not counting the Gaiden episodes, which is like, I think, 50. I have not bothered with those, to be quite honest. Like, I'm not going to watch those. Those are like, I think, all original stories to like completely. But the original, the, the original anime has like a lot of filler to it. And for some people, you know, they would be like, oh, wow, okay, you know. And to be fair, like a lot of filler, I'm realizing now, like, wow, this is kind of very bad. Like, this is shitty and a very outdated story, you know. Like, especially a lot of weird ones involving the women characters, and they're just horrible stereotypes of women, you know. But but they still offered, like, padding for you to immerse in, in this world. You know, like, like it provided more downtime to get to know these characters more. And that was, like, fun. And, and, and especially when it comes to exploring the locations on these different planets more. Like, oh, yeah, like, what are you know, what are, you know, the Julian and Yang hanging out? Like, what is their relationship actually in the home? 
Whereas I, I think they actually did, they explored that relationship like well. I think in the remake, or like, and, and Julian actually feels like a child, like a teen. Yeah. Whereas in the original, he's like, wow, he's just a man a already. A little sure. man, yeah. He's just a little man. <laughs> Whereas in this case, he definitely, I, I definitely feel like they do have like a guardian kind of like younger guy back and forth that dynamic that that makes a lot of sense. But meanwhile, it's like. Yeah, they're jumping from character to character. I'm like, why should I care about this person? Me and all, we're going to jump to a fight, you know? Like, there isn't a lot of downtime to process, like, what is going on and for me to actually care about, like, this yeah. huge cast of characters. Well, I do because, again, I know about them yeah. having yeah. read the other material. But then if you're a newcomer, it's like, what, 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 why, why should I care about Yang's back? Who is that man? <laughs> you know? Well, um, I saw him in the opening. <laughs> he must and be important. Then I see him in the ending with everybody else. Right? So like, yeah. The way I've been thinking about this show specifically is it's very much the same way as the Gurren Lagann movies, where it's mm-hmm. like this is doing a lot of things better, but you were missing out on all of the context that helps explain it. So these characters just seem to appear and then they're gone like really quickly, right? In a way, and it's like it's it's tough because it's like. You want to be like, well, this is the newer, more abridged version, so check it out. But it's like, but if you check right. it out also, like, it's just, you're going to have a less of an idea of what's going on than if you watch the old one. Like, even if the old I, one's longer, like... I, it, I definitely posit that, like, Gurrenhen and Loggenhen are, like, victory laps. Like, if you yeah, absolutely the series, then, hey, this is a chance to just go down memory lane and just, you know, see a retelling in a way that's just souping up some of the stuff that felt very evocative. But, you know, you go back to the main series to have those components that are, like, still evocative in their own ways. I mean, God, we... uh, People love to talk about the conceit of filler and just, like, oh, you know, a good, well-done show just cuts out all the filler... Uh, motherfucker, half of the reason why you have your show Tucker kid and dog meme is because of the fact that the original series actually yeah. took time to delve into that character dynamic and made the twist like heartrending as a result. Yeah, even versus the, even the, the ha- one episode. Yeah, even the like it's a horrible day for rain stuff like doesn't have any impact in Brotherhood compared to the original where you actually spend time with fucking. Uh, yeah, with uh, oh my god, like, Hughes and his family. Hughes, thank like, you. Yeah, Hughes. Yeah, it, it, it's that thing where, like, on one hand, I get it because if a series just ultimately becomes filler, then it is difficult, and it, it it's more so the fact that it just becomes cyclical in a way where you never see character growth or character development. That's what I can at least say for a lot of what I watched of early Naruto or later stage Naruto before they went into Shippuden and Bleach. You know, it's unfortunate, but then you also have moments of filler that work in a way that enhances the feeling of a character. Like, so many people love Goku and Piccolo getting their driver's license. There (laughs) is, uh, the, I forget if it's G8, but, like, the immediate post-Skypea arc of, um, One Piece is often cited as very good filler because of the fact that it's an isolated incident that just fleshes out character development in a way that's really refreshing and 
honestly, I wish was more apparent in some, like, characters later down the road. Here, it's definitely a case where I definitely got the gist of most characters. Yeah. Like, you know, I understand Yangwen Lee's deal for the most part. There's definitely moments where I'm like, eh, but I'm all, or I at least have a good, like, understanding of each character, what they're about, and ultimately, you know, under uh, there's at least a good setup of, oh boy, you know, the Galactic Empire sure has its ways, but is the Free Planets Alliance necessarily a better alternative? Is there a true definition of you know, what side to root for, or rather, do we focus on the individuals that are having to play a role in this entire uh, scenario? That said, the authors focus in uh, Chinese history specifically, alongside some other, Mm -hmm. like, pre-colonial, like, history. Mm -hmm. Definitely paints a lot of this series in a different way for me. If mm-hmm. only because it makes me... For, for as much as this series is lauded as, like, big brain factor anime and just, you know, a political drama, it helps for me to turn my brain a little bit off. If only mm-hmm. because it helps to not constantly ask the part where, why aren't people just breaking down walls and making these planets not run by, like, super space capitalism mm-hmm. or space fascism? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily going to call Tomino the end-all, be-all writer, but with his lens being more specifically, yo, fuck American imperialism, that paints a specific direction for a lot of Gundam series forward, and at least is also an easier flipping of a switch to go, oh, okay, so this is where we're starting to stray from that like uh, ethos, more or less. Here, you know, it's not... Th- there is no specificity of just, like, what exactly are the goods and bads of, like, war, if only because it is still processing it from the idea of we can learn so much from... Uh, war tactics, war generals, war, um, just the, the idea that war is a part of society and it is something that we can isolate, look at, and learn from. I will, I will understand that to an extent. However, I cannot internalize that and recognize that based on any recent war that has gone on both in my lifetime and before that. <laughs> like, I was, war is bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need the nuance. Like, Yang's not a bootlicker, but man, he could definitely be doing more, I guess. He could? Yeah. Yeah. MF I, just wants to read book. I I definitely had a similar problem. I think I think a big problem with it for me is just like, if you want to compare it to uh, Tomino stuff, you want to compare it to Gundam, I think for as lavish as Gundam is, I think the sense of scale is a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're thinking about it, it, it feels a lot more realistic that, like, all right, these two planets are fighting, basically. Like, that's fantastical, but, you know, like, a lot easier to wrap your head around. And... uh 
come up with contrivances. Uh, and I definitely feel like it's a lot harder here. The thing that was really weird to me about this remake is I really feel like it really focuses on Yang mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know how... I, you would know more than me, I guess, Elvie, but my wife kept telling me, like, that Reinhardt's basically the main character, so it was really yes. weird that that was yeah. the case. Yeah. Um, I find that very strange, because there's plenty of, like... In general, I think the... Um, the failing to me of this remake, I, I think it was pretty good overall. Uh, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the, the failing of it comes down to it has very odd pacing. Yeah. And very odd, like, structuring of events. Um, there's no consistency for when they throw up a timestamp. Um, or a flashback, yeah. Yeah. So, and and the, the problem with the pretty boy designs, as you hinted at earlier, <laughs> is it's impossible. Like, Yang looks the same at 29 that he does at... At 20. Eight, at, at, at 20, at 18, whatever. Even Jessica changes, you know? Like, yeah. Like, she, she changes her haircut to at least, like, demonstrate some change. But Yang looks exactly the same when he's a student and when he has a son. Uh, yeah. And it's the same thing with all the other characters. Even even uh, the fucking emperor looks not 120 years old. Yep. Which is yeah. very strange. It's it's um I, I I don't usually get thrown off like this, but there really was a lot of times watching it where I was like, when is this? Like I had to, right. I had asked my wife like when when is this happening? Like is this now? Like there's when I looked at the original series, I looked at a quick like uh, uh, episode summary basically to compare and contrast like where the original was at at the uh, same time as this one mm-hmm. and um seeing that uh they did basically a whole ep- episode for Oberstein yes they um, did in the original i think works a lot better than the way they cut up that one episode across three episodes in this right. and I think it just should have been like a, a more classical duertagonist type thing if they wanted to go for that of like, hey, here's what's happening with Yang. Hey, here's what's happening with Reinhardt. Instead, it really felt like they were establishing this is a Reinhardt episode. This is a Yang episode. And like, there definitely were times where they cut to both, but it was never consistent. And there was a lot more Yang. Like, I came away from this feeling like I had a much better, you know... Uh, awareness of what the you know the uh the alliance was like versus the empire which in my understanding is not the same case for the books yeah yeah i i like i I think also like going back to some of the other issues you're talking about in regards to what does the series say like it's that i definitely don't think it's a series trying to say what is definitive in regards to like war you know war you know obviously it's like has like war is bad kind of like yeah (laughs) cliche but for sure i think in reality the series really is just trying to be what it is which is a space opera it really just wants to be a game of chess in my personal opinion mm-hmm. and it, it's just a, it's just a, a portrayal of like okay here are these different characters with different motivations and this is how they're reacting in this isolated environment um like a great example of this is which, you know, goes back to the issue of the distillation of, like, the characters and both their appearance and, like, how they're depicted because of, like, sans filler and the decisions they made with some of the character designs. You know, if we're going to use Oberstein as a great example, yeah. His whole conversation with, like, Reinhardt about, like, 
um, you know, and how he actually is a decently multifaceted character in regards to, like, you know, I... If it's Oberstam, am I mixing it? No, it's, yeah, it's Oberstam, sorry. Like, hey, I ha- I was born with this defect. I would have been fucking killed be- under this fascist government if not for, like, you know, some sort of, like, thing to happen, you know? And yet, here I am working for you, you know? Like, and... But then they're... But it, it kind of... He just kind of is introduced in that episode, you know? Like, he, you do meet him in, like an episode prior but then yeah but then the original series like you said there was an episode dedicated to him and there was a little more shown about like his psychology and like he has a dog he like there's all this weird like (laughs) extra flourish in regards to getting to know this guy a little more in a way that's a little you know there's like a lot of stuff like that that is just missing um and because, and not necessarily because it's missing in the books. But it, it it is explored in the books, but the, the the original series decides to explore it in a way that's different, and I think most effective that is lacking here. Um, you know, again, Oberstein, like again, because he's someone who was born without like uh, like you know proper eyes, so he had amputations for it. You know, he had like a yeah. So, um, yeah, like and, and certainly like it is an interesting like series where it decides to focus on the perspective of the quote-unquote more bad you know more you know badder guys so to speak but it it really does go into um the exploration of like why reinhardt is the way he is he is a little bitch though i'll just say he is a bitch yeah uh (laughs) he is a little bitch uh (laughs) and um he he almost killed a child when he was a child like he's a little bitch (laughs) and he uh but it, it doesn't, uh, no, like I said, it's it's a series that's just about a long game of chess. Really. I, but yeah. it's just like an interesting exploration of like, hey, why is this character, you, you know, like he, he himself disagrees with the sort of government that he's for some reason aiming to be a ruler of. Like why, you know, yet there is some weird deeper thing going on where he wants to, you know, uh, you know, the, again, the often ill-fated attempt at changing things from the inside kind of deal but it's in, but that's kind of what his whole situation is. But we don't really see that here, and it's something. It seems like it's something they're reserving for later, going to more traditional route of like Yang is our main character, which is also not quite accurate in my opinion. This is again a series that has a lot of characters. Yes, I think Yang's beautification is the most disgraceful thing they have uh, done. Yeah, it really, like... <laughs> As with other characters they have done that to. Let old man be old. I'm trying to what think... What the fuck is going on? ...of a good way to put it, but it's like, if I were to give... <laughs> like, my my understanding of, of Yang as a character is... This is, this is a bit of a reach, okay? But work with me. Yes. L from Death Note, in the sense that he's like <laughs> this insane dude who's sitting on tables and like just like coming up with these insane ideas and everyone just goes damn he's right he shouldn't he should look fucked up like l he shouldn't look like you know he shouldn't look like he's had sleep right actually i literally have the book in front of me i can read it right now like he is supposed to be like an average looking person and this his his you know, he's not quite in his 30s, but he is 30. He is He's a 30-year-old man, a 30-year-old average guy who is supposed to be a foil to this 20, barely 20-year-old blonde pretty boy who's a ruling a fascist government, you know, who, who's aiming to rule a fascist government. He's not ruling a fascist government yet. But he, but th- that, like, that contrast is super important. And yet they're like, I don't know, yeah. It's such a, and, and, and I would acknowledge, no, the original series 
has attracted, you know, like is a Fujoshi magnet. Like, again, there was a theater version of the show. They are aware of, and they know that Kierheis and Reinhardt are gay. They're boyfriends. They're in love yeah. with each other. Oh, we man. know this. That, they that, are fucking gay. That fucking, they're gay. That like, hair they, scene like, is that, like, that hair scene. <laughs> that did so much for society. That was, it is, it's a lot. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, but like, why are you like you know it's 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 i don't know it's very strange it's very strange that they're just wanted to do like like oh are we gotta make our main character hands but you're right he's not handsome i'm gonna literally read this book i have in front of me uh it was hard for most people to imagine yang wenli as one of the top vips in the fpa military first of all he didn't look like a military man not even what not even one in uniform he was not some thoughtful looking old gentleman with perfect posture nor was he some huge muscle-bound giant Neither did he have the appearance of a cold-blooded genius or a pasty-faced young nobleman. He was 30 years old, though he looked two or three younger than he was. His eyes, his hair and eyes were black, his height and build average, and while he certainly was not handsome, he looked certainly did not speak the value of the rare talent he possessed. So it's like, his description compared to every other character in the book is extremely mundane. Uh, uh-huh. Like, he's, he's truly just supposed to be someone who... Um, just yeah, it's just supposed to be an average person, and that's kind of like what the Free Planets Alliance characters are supposed to be. They're supposed to just be standards of like this obvious contrast against basically the space Nazis as like yeah, these are normal people, and you know again, there's like again obviously not a lot of like racial diversity, which again is like you know a- an issue across many anime, right? For despite depicting like supposedly global globalist societies, there is still a lack of darker skinned characters. Yes, that is a huge issue. That said, they are that 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 the character designs are actually super important in the series, and it's not some sort of like just aesthetic thing that is not you know not distinct from the narrative itself. It is a very like kind of like important choice to make. When again, yeah, you have a specific superpower here who are an analogous to basically Nazis, where there is there was there was legislation and like a belief system that existed there and perhaps not in the current um, incarnation the Galactic Empire is when the anime starts, but in its history as the series goes into and talks about it as alluded to with Oberstein's like, like backstory, they did have like a horrific ethnic cleansing policy. Like it's (laughs) for them to like beautify, like certain characters kind of goes against with the fact that, well, you know, I don't know. It just, yeah, it just kind of goes against the fact that it, this is supposed to be a series about depicting average looking people. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like just, I think going further with that issue of the distillation between the adaptations, like the narrator is very non-existing here, which was yeah, another thing I noticed. The narrator is a huge help to like, yeah. Establishing framing where, where time are. is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the series definitely feels kind of documentary like where, the narrator really helps a lot and I think carries kind of the sequence of events that is that is that is kind of an issue in this remake where like I don't know where I am is this a flashback the narrator should be stepping in saying not necessarily this is a flashback but you know kind of like beginning like, things off in their childhood you know. or something like that yeah right? yeah absolutely like that, absolutely yeah. and like in the novels itself like you know, given, like, again, like, some of these filler events do not happen in the, like, as it does in the original series, the narrator steps in a lot, like, 
inner monologuing for characters and like saying like underlying psych like motivations to them you know it, it is a third person narration but it's still doing things like leading questions leading phrasing um here's an here's like another phrase like you know like here's another phrasing that i think also kind of like does a better job in regards to where i you know like again it does feel like yang is seems like someone who's very not like inactive and very passive but he I, I think he really isn't and I, I think that that is kind of something that is like missing and what is going on here and like too I think with the trifecta between him Jean and Jessica there was like Jessica becomes a super important character in regards to like her radicalization which is super super missing I think in this remake Whereas at this point in the arc, I'm like surprised that they haven't done more with her. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But like, you know, what was all this? To protect tossing aside the materials he obtained, Yang turned over and lay face up on his sofa. After mulling the question over, he couldn't help wandering, wondering what meaning there was in what he himself was doing. For Yang, it did not fill the heart with cheer to think that it might be all meaningless. He is supposed to be, like, a super cynical, depressed person, kind of. Like, and there is, like, that famous, like, not famous, but, like, like if you were to look up, like, Legend of Galactic Heroes, like, screenshots, you will get the old, like, screenshots of Miwi, but you will get all the, like, again, fan subs of, like, Yang, like, saying, like, what the fuck is, like, you know, what is this series? You know, the most famous one being, like, um... I think, like, I forgot what it was specifically, but, like, alcohol being a friend. And, like, he, he says, may I abandon a friend or something like that. Like, there, like that is, you know, like, on top of, like, his character design um, just kind of, like, being at odds, which would, what I think his character ends up becoming. Um, I think, too, and it's not his fault, really, but it, it, it kind of ends up going hand in hand with how that perfor the performance is. Even though, overall, I think the voice actors were great. I think all the voice actors were great in this series. Like, Mamaro Miano, like, did a yeah. great job as Reinhardt. It, it's very much, like, you know, one of the same. I love how Kirtais is, like, actually more mature. Like, he's, de he's depicted as, like, a more mature kind of person yeah. and, and makes more sense as to, like, oh, yeah, he's kind of the person who is kind of holding Reinhardt down and is keeping him at bay, um, as opposed to him being, like, a little more boyish and, like, someone who's more naive, I felt like, in the re original series. Um, but yeah, you're like, yeah, God, Yang. They did Yang such a dirty, <laughs> I think. Like, he was definitely a very impressionable, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, like a guy who's very just uncertain of himself and very cynical about everything is going on yet. He can't help, but have common sense. So that's why he's somehow better at everyone than everything else in terms of tactician and name. But, uh, but yeah, like as much as like, again, it sounds like I'm complaining a lot, but the remake, like, again, like it has, I think it has done a lot of a decent job at a lot of things as much as like, it has definitely failed. I think, <laughs> Uh, in other ways too, where it, it certainly should not be um, one's only source of material if you do uh, want to go into the series more. For sure, you should definitely dabble your toes into the original series. And again, also mostly for just like, I I personally love like the jank of old animation as well. I think there's something very campy and fun about it that makes it, at least to me in my perspective, um, there's like a lot of weird like, yeah, like design decisions they did in original series that make no sense. I think they handled the Caltrop. Castrop, I'm so sorry. I, but yeah, they handled that, those series of events um, um, much better in the remake. 
even though the motherfucker is very crazy and just keeps punching people. But they, like, depicted that for, you know, and that was supposed to be a depiction of, like, oh, yeah, here, Kirchhoff is actually someone who can be medicine and can hold his ground as much as Reinhardt, and that's why they're kind of, like, closely linked together. But in the original, they depicted that as, like, an insane, like, um... They made him like a like a Roman emperor, cartoony kind of like yeah. they really like the, the fashion is insane in the. I oh think God. I, I think that was a problem for me when I was hearing my wife talk about it. Was I was yeah. thinking like that's cooler, even yeah. if, like it's <laughs> and like the way he is, dies. Yeah. yeah, the way he, the way he dies is not he's you know like again they his his people overthrow him you know like they turn on him it's like you know fuck you, um and then they end up like allying with the god. Like, he, you know, he gets shot in the remake. But in the original series, he had, like, a fucking harem. They were all wearing Roman yeah, togas. Yeah, they all did the Brutus they, like, thing. He, yeah. It was all st- yeah, they all did a stereotypical Julius Caesar ass thing. He dies by getting stabbed like the fucking Shakespeare play and falls down a flight of stairs. I think it's, that's it's great. Sad. That's awesome. That <laughs> should have so been many, it's, it's so stupid. But it's just, like, insane flamboyant decisions like old anime does like that that I think also helps and why a lot of people like this fucking yeah. long ass dense series because like it's there's like a lot of flamboyant things and campy crazy kitschy things that that 80s anime just did that makes it kind of funner yeah than just I, here's a political drama people I, talking i think like, like <laughs> based on what i had seen is established in like i saw like a couple things like they they, they talk a lot more about the peace faction in the original series yes compared yeah. to this and it's stuff like yeah it's stuff like that that's just like i'm always saying like you need to like it like take a step back sometimes and let the world soak itself into the like viewer's mind. Like you can't just keep throttling around from place to place like a roller coaster ride mm-hmm. when you're like trying to establish this grand fiction. Like I I really think that is the flaw of this. Is it's like if you already I if you already know all of this stuff, I bet it's great. Like I it's I bet it's it's you're like oh that's interesting or that's a weird change but it's like if you don't know any of this stuff it just feels like you're just pouncing around and you don't actually get to know any of the like planets any of the like like reading the stuff about castrop and seeing like that in the like book and in the the old show it's like he has that whole fucking thing where the uh with the planet right yeah and it's just like that's not here at all um right Uh uh-huh and it's just like there's not enough time to linger and really discuss things, which is just, it's so weird to me because it feels like the show takes a lot of, like, the show is very fast, but it also takes its time on, like, weird things that don't really matter uh-huh. um, compared to I would have liked those, like, scenes that don't matter, but they add to the world. Right. Of the original. Yeah, like, yeah, there's, like, a whole, like, exposition talking about the Iceland, you know, fortress, which at, at the end of the, the, the season, you know, and, and that also kind of is, like, kind of, like, a ma- end of the major first arc, which is, like, oh, yeah, the Galacta Empire loses that to the Free Planets Alliance. They, like, they don't, they don't explore what's on it. Like, there's a whole exposition going into, like, yeah, there are people on this planet. There are, there, there are, there are normal civilians who 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 don't who don't want to be fucking part of this bullshit? Yet they just don't they don't show that they, like I think the most interesting parts of this series are not the battles at all. They're certainly not. They're actually I think I think those are the most uninteresting parts. You know that 
you know, it's like it's all like you know for like mil- you know like military strategy heads who are probably super into that yeah. te- technicalities. But really, it is just the ra- it's just the random. It's all the human moments. It's all just the conversations unrelated to the actual war at hand. It's all it's all that stuff and the exploration of like, okay, what is going on here? You know, like it's an interesting thing. That, you know, and again, I think a lot of people like don't realize it or probably you know because that's something at the back of your mind. But they're not on Earth. Earth is not. Earth is not being inhabited by humanity right now. And like how they go into that and like what's going on with that is, is also very interesting. But, but that's what I mean. Like there's like a lot of like that um, world building or rather universe building. Gosh, it's because it is bigger than that. Uh, <laughs> that is kind of like missing um, where, you know, like I, I which I think it, there definitely is enough time. They could have like just up and explored a little bit more. And they, again, they kind of did that with like where they explored a little bit again of like, Yang, Jean, and Jessica's past together, but then like they, it felt like they forgot about that. I was like, oh wow, they could, they actually explored more of it that, and like they showed like, oh Yang and Jean's time at the academy, like they're actually establishing, yeah, they were friends, and he's not just like a one of guy that killed for plot. Like, oh, there actually is something going on here, and like how he probably he initially ha- he actually had a romantic affiliation with Jessica, etc. And then they just they just they they just forgot about that until like maybe the last three episodes in the season. <laughs> it's like what happened? It's like oh yeah, because we remember we have to bring Jessica back for because of important stuff. Um, yeah, like I don't know, like you know. But that said, I'm like honestly, I'm again, I'm glad I did this because I do kind of want to. Well, I'm not. I do kind of. I, I know. I think I now I'm going to watch the second season because I'm very curious as to like how the rest of it yeah. does pan out. Yeah, honestly. I'm going to read these books first that I have right oh, here. There's there's so many of them. This is just, yeah. Not so many of them, but again, it's it's just, it's, it's, it's a journey. It it's is tough. a journey, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm all for it, though. I needed yeah. something to... It's very much like, yeah, historians can't write. Again, he's not a historian, but this is a guy who clearly is, like, trying to be one. Right, just like um, Yang. But there are parts where it's well, it's like, oh wow, this is a very interesting piece of writing. There are other parts that's like, oh man, oh boy, um, it's still fine though. <laughs> that said, I lo- I do I do like the ending and opening. Yeah, and songs and co- very good. But I still don't think it holds a candle to the insane like operatic romantic ballad uh-huh. of the original. It's like <laughs> it's like again everything about the original series is so silly and just campy. It's just. <laughs> It can't be beat, I think. You can't really recreate that. <laughs> I think a lot about, like, um, you know, when I was processing my thoughts, I was thinking a lot about, too, like, how, um, again, to- had its own different pair of issues. But, like, Sailor Moon Crystal, for instance. Like, uh-huh. there's something about, like, where, you know, it was very beat by beat in terms of, like, how the actual Sailor Moon manga is. Um but I know that had its own pair of issues in regards to actual visual production and the animation was shit and it was really bad. And then the Pretty Cure people came along and saved it from yeah, my understanding. they did. So they're all okay. So maybe at some point I'll resume watching it, you know. But, but yeah, there's, but then the original 90s series, right? It had all this filler. It had all this extra stuff that wasn't even really present in the manga Even itself, just in the yeah. screenplays for like oh, the episodes. And like, in the movies. Yeah. 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 But yeah, like I agree. I agree with like what 
we all talked about. Like, there's something about, like, I think filler was stigmatized because of long-range series like Naruto for, for yeah, doing it like, wrong, like, really. Yeah, Shippuden is 78% filler, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's absolutely. like, this, this is bad because it is almost entirely things that when, can't be truly long-lasting right. happening. But it's When like, in reality, yeah, it's those are decisions you have to consider and make in regards to making adaptations yeah. of things. Like, sub stuff, you know, like... Sometimes you have to add things for, for when something turns into a video or verse, you know, vice versa. When something turn become becomes something in print form, you know, it's and also I, I think yeah. I think filler really needs to be utilized more in a lot of things because of things like I think a lot about this with regards to like long running games as we've we've been in like like uh, fucking Final Fantasy fourteen as an example like these games that are really long and right. these stories are now expected you just play through it all sequentially, but there's no recapturing the experience of like, what is months of you speculating what the story is going to be and thinking about all the details that you've absorbed. You're just going from point A to B to C to D. There's no like time in between that and how like filler can be utilized to recreate that experience for like a manga or something becoming an anime. Mm -hmm. Like all the time people spend in Berserk, for example, thinking like, what's going to happen with Griffith or whatever over 10 years, right? And then if they make an anime of that, it's just all going to be, you know, very quick and it'll be a very different experience. I feel like that that filler can be really good at establishing a, uh, or at least uh, supporting a world. Um, Maverick, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? With regards to Galactic Heroes, they fucking did Dominique dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sure did. And listen, I was already, I was already on board. I was, I was in the gosh dang uh, group chat. Like I was typing something out about like, man, because legitimately something I find hilarious is the fact that you know. Uh, in this entire cast of characters, Yang Wen Li and maybe Julian Mintz are the two characters that have a non-immediate, like, Eurocentric name associated to them. And it's just weird to see diversity in that aspect as well, in terms of just named important characters and where exactly their relations lie in regard to, you know, an attachment to Earth. Overall, even if we are years in like light years away from that original destination, these are the points of culture that persist and whatnot. I was in the middle of that thought, and then I just see like Bogo's binted on my screen, and I'm like, <laughs> "All right, let's go." And then I find out like in the OVA, she's got like the '80s, early '90s like hair, yeah. and I'm like, "This is what they take from us. They give us the medicine." <laughs> They took her cleavage away from us too. Like I don't know what's going on with that outfit they decided to give her too in this in this in her disappearance. It's it's like what is going on here? <laughs> Did they? Say- <laughs> the thing that strikes me the most is just like how how like just how unique that design is comparably just like the the nose definition and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's just <sighs> yeah. And like again, it's difficult, or because like there there is definitely a pseudo bishonen aspect to the original OVAs. They are still drawn in a way where there is still an appeal to the characters. Oh, absolutely! But 
not like even you just look up those screenshots of Yang and there's at least a weariness and a like flippancy of the situation that this iteration doesn't necessarily have or there there is not as much of a uh, playfulness that you would expect out of someone whose nickname is the magician mhm but right the whole thing about like i i don't like coffee i like tea like his whole like random skating like his, his you know his random skating or sarcastic comments i couldn't take as seriously like you know i felt like i couldn't like now that i think about it, like i couldn't take them as seriously here and again not the fault of the performance of the actors i think they are actually fine but it was just it was just weird that it was like at odds with how he looks like where like oh he's just a guy saying that to sound cool whereas or yang's, yang's original design i'm like he's a guy saying this because he's fucking tired like he's he's done um he comes yeah, absolutely. across more as a gym from the office than like, <laughs> someone you would immediately confide in because of the fact that they're not buying into the shit. Yeah. I'm curious to see what these movies are like. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just looking at them right now uh, on the uh, sheet because it's like I I feel like maybe they could be. I don't know. I haven't heard anyone talk about them. Is the thing I've heard a lot of people yeah. be like I'm rewatching the original series instead of talking about the new ones uh-huh. but i don't know if that just comes down to accessibility uh yeah versus possibly so we all agree no more bishy boys get rid of them <laughs> uh and we need to go back to respecting women like the 80s Absolutely. just a little joke just a little joke uh but no uh yeah, I, I thought overall I'm glad that I watched this because it is going to get me to read these books now that are right here. And it was fun to talk about it with my wife, uh, who likes those stuff and has liked those stuff for, like, many, many, many years. It's neat. All right. Normal show. Normal show. Oh, uh, I don't know if anyone had any, like, takes on uh, the new thesis uh, over in the uh, Ask section. Oh, let me check. Rael quick it's possible to uh see on this wretched tumblr i don't think we do always all right as always people can go ahead and uh hit us up on our tumblr and be able to bring up anything that they think about not only from uh the main podcast but over here in uh, unlimited real works as well that's over yeah ask and it's just a page you don't even have to log in or anything so it's pretty easy i still wish i don't know i i've 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 i wish there was a like twitter ask feature almost that isn't just ats you know sometimes yeah. but it's yeah, curious cat who know like curious cat Ugh, has been in, yeah, yeah in hell. has been killed resurrected Murdered. killed again <laughs> all right um and the in I mean this is a modern anime. I was gonna say back to modern anime, but I mean this is a modern anime. Mm-hmm. Maverick, you went and saw a movie. I did at the at the the, the, the dang cinema. What what did you see? Uh, I went ahead and saw the newest Masaki Yuasa joint, Inuo. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it was over at the. Uh, Bam Rose Cinema over here in like a bit further down in like uh, middle of Brooklyn. 
didn't have to go to the dang Manhattan area. But, uh, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it, and, you know, this was coming at the tail end, and I'll just mention it now, that stuff, uh, if you're curious, you know, if I've got any more takes about the stuff that I hate, I've dropped them. I've <laughs> Thank dropped God. Them. Uh, when I saw this Love in the doc, yeah, when I saw this in the document, I was so happy that you're practicing the self-care. Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen enough of Cucks to know that if you watch the whole thing to the end, you are on a list, and I don't care to talk to you. More than one was, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yuri Deco, I've given up on partially That's because sad. I've, it is sad. I, I'll talk about it a little bit with discussing Inuo, but it's like it, it definitely comes down to just being able to own and define a style in a way that's like consistent, if not in its like overall ethos, then at the very least, like there's at least an energy that. Uh, is persistent. Mm-hmm. And then Love All Play, you know, it's fine. I just got tired of it. I might pick it up at a later date, but it, it's not the thing I need right now. But with Inuo, so this is a adaptation of a story, uh, also going by the name of Inuo, where it is a focus on uh, a few people. There is a... Who, who do we have? We have, and I will just be so smart and have this up already, and it's going to be great. Uh, we have a boy named Tomona. So the the uh, entirety of this takes place after the Battle of Danoura, a very uh, pivotal part of the Heike stories, which... Uh, very prolific and renowned set of narratives focusing on one clan in Japan during a point of large uh, unrest and attempts to unify, you know, this budding nation. Uh, this Battle of Danora is more or less the end of the uh, the end of the Heike clan and uh, with it comes this um, mysticism around three sacred tre- treasures. Uh, the Grasscutter Sword and is one of them. Uh, Tomona is a boy that, uh, alongside his father, is just picking up, you know, salvages of the Heike clan for people who are wanting it in case they can, like, find stuff and, like, um, procure those sacred treasures. Um... From one of these incidents, uh, Tomona ends up blind, and in an attempt to avenge sort of just, like, his work being used for the exploits of another, it leads him into finding a uh, other blind individual in the form of a B-Wall player. And this B-Wall player is uh, telling these Heike stories as most do in this era. They carry on the tradition of singing about the Heike clan and their leader, or sort of like the uh, leader of this guild, is collecting all of these uh, Heike stories for the shogunate at the moment, or the current emperor, uh, to just get things started. And so 
Tomona says, hey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get involved with this because I think this would make use of, you know, who I am right now. And alongside that, you have uh, Inuo, this child born of a condition where there is almost uh, just very a disfigured individual and unfortunately you know born to a father of a no dance troupe uh is not able to necessarily become involved in a way that is like um approved or like uh in, in a way that like reflects positively on his dad but in attempting to dance is able to find more of himself through that and then along the way tomina meets inuo or yeah tomina meets inuo and through both of them because of the fact that hey you know you can't judge me because you're blind or yeah you can't judge me because you're blind and i think you've got a good way about how you go about things they decide to come together and create a new form of no theater that captivates everybody and is starting to really gain traction because of the fact that they're bringing in brand new Heike stories from Inuo's ability to actually commune with former Heike warriors and talking about these things that, you know, are bringing up another perspective of the Heike clan struggle, which whenever you bring up history, that's not necessarily... Uh, according to the ruling power's understanding of it, there's definitely going to be some ruffled feathers. And the movie explores a lot of that while also exploring just this relationship between two people sort of just cast aside by society, even in a society as this where it's just everybody struggling to make ends meet. But from that as well, how performance specifically from individuals in marginalized situations creating can really bring people together and got like visually it was just so compelling like the sequences of song and dance that are just so heavily influenced by like glam rock hair metal you, like in one of the first lineups where basically uh Tomona is doing, like, sort of a... Uh, Tomona's the opener for Inuo's main performance. And uh, he's basically singing about Inuo. Just going, like, you know, who's this guy? This guy that with every performance, his appearance changes. We can see what's happening, but we're not sure what'll be the next part. Who knows what'll happen? Like, he's got... Someone that's basically also doing like a larger string instrument. There's someone on a taiko drum. And then for like the spectacle of it, they have a dude that's just spitting fire. But he's like the <laughs> dedicated fire spitter. Hell which, yeah. yeah, like, of course, you need to have your dedicated pyro. <laughs> and then Eno's dances are so, like, it's. Eno uh, is voiced by Abuchan from Queen Bee. And oh. Abuchan is a very prominent figure. Uh, yeah, yeah. In in terms of just what exactly is the reality of gender identity, gender expression, yeah. and just gender nonconformity in Japan at I, the moment? Yeah, and 
I, you know, like, yeah, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but, like, would, from my understanding of this, you know, the narrative of the film so far in regards to, like, ostracization, um, you know, Abu Chen, they have been very transparent about their, how, how they're interracial, you know, they're half black. Um, mm-hmm. And that actually, what, what, sh- what show was that? That were, the, the song Half, Hafu, they, that's a theme song for a show. What was it? Tokyo Ghoul. Oh my god. It, that was an ending theme song for Tokyo Ghoul. However, the song actually is about, um, you know, as much as it, like, it does resonate with the themes of the main character, like it, the song actually really is about being ostracized because you're different. Um, and they have been very transparent like and in, in stuff like that. And in their songs with, with Queen Bee, the Queen Bee also has a second name in regards to like their Japanese label, but like, um, yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah, Abu Chan's wonderful, wonderful voice, huge, huge range. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people might also know them for singing uh, the newest iteration of Devilman no Uta mm-hmm. for uh, Devilman Crybaby, yeah. which another connection to you also in that respect. But yeah, just very. And, Queen, and then Queen Bee also did the mm-hmm. Dororo remake theme song, the first one, which was very good. Um, but yeah. But yeah, just like it, it was cool to see these performances from Abu Chan. Where basically they are able to have a character who is embodying with each performance, you know, uh, pieces of Michael Jackson, Prince, Freddie Mercury, especially in one of the uh, climaxes later on. Uh, there, there are just so many allusions to Bohemian Rhapsody and a lot of just a Night of the Opera style performance in Queen that... Uh, it, it was just so fun. Like it was such a fun celebration of animation, of uh, expression, self-expression, of just realizing, like you know, boy, do the people that write history love to make sure that no one else has a stake in what history comes out. But so long as somebody is singing those songs, as long as somebody is pounding that drum everything will come to light and you will at least have more than one perspective when it comes to discussing the events of the past. And I, I feel like The Night of Short Walk-On Girl is still my favorite Uwasa film, but God, is this just a... This is probably Uwasa's best work to date. And... Mm. It makes me think about something like Yure Deco, where it's not so much that it is specifically Yuasa, because I don't want to just subscribe to auteur theory when it comes to this. But when we think about directors and when we think about what it means to direct in the sense of anime, it means being able to have that vision, that focus, and carry it throughout so that everybody understands necessarily what's going on. It, it very much is, you know, the captain of the ship in that perspective, at the very least. You have examples of, you know, people like Kitty Akiano, where not only were they directors of their series, they've got credits almost down the damn line, just because of their involvement and willingness to be involved to that capacity. Here, at least, it's a showing of just, like, a, a focus on extremity and a focus on being able to show passion, so to say. Like, you get close-ups of uh, Tomona's mouth where, for the most part, a very, like, 
attractive looking character. But you get this close-ups and you remember, yeah, this is a dude in like the 1200s, 1300s. His mouth's <laughs> gonna be a little fucked up just because that's... <laughs> a little gnarly. Yep. Yeah, just a little gnarly because that's the way people lived no back No dental then. hygiene. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's not detracting from who he is, but it's just, if anything, it is more... Uh, it, it speaks to the themes of the uh, time where it's just like, you know, they are breaking boundaries with the way that they're doing their performances and creating new dances. And, uh, it like, it, the reality is that they are just people from the streets, from, you know, the dredges of society being able to do this and being so uh, counterculture as a result that with something like Yuri Deco that is wanting to talk about counterculture, that is wanting to discuss this idea of living on the fringe of society, it does it in a way that feels so tepid, even though it's themes of technology the integration of technology as just a foregone reality do still resonate. It's just done in a way that feels less impactful. And then I also just think about the fact that there's no real... There hasn't been a moment that had captured me, like, from just a pure animation standpoint. And I think Science Saru has so much of that. I need to watch Heike Monogatari because I... I yeah feel like there are so many of those moments still and yeah. even with another director there's at least a utilization of animation to carry yeah it's interesting things. yeah it's interesting how like there's been a handful of anime and japanese me in general focusing on that particular era and period right now and that particular epic uh that's <laughs> and in regards to traditional storytelling in you know in the 1100s etc 1200s um that's very interesting. Like, they, they, from what you're describing, they're definitely very different. But, yeah, they still have, you know, again, because you know, Heike's story. It's, like, it, it's a huge, um, there's a huge emphasis on music, the arts, traditional arts, and how, whereas Heike's story is more about, like, adapting this epic and focusing on that as, like, a reference point and, like, going through all these characters and what happens to them. It, there definitely is, I think, a similar theme of, like, here are these outsiders that are forced to conform and how do they respond to it, right? Mm-hmm. Again, similar, and then again, similar through the lens of singing or and, and, and art. Yeah, and I mean, God, the art is such an important piece to it because of the fact that there is that vibrancy and those mo like, there are some repeated moments of, like, animation from what I can tell. But at the mm -hmm. same time, these are like lovingly done pieces of just Inuo dancing and literally just mimicking, you know, movements from a Michael Jackson performance. I was half convinced I was going to see Inuo do the goddamn moonwalk. <laughs> and it was going to be like this moment. But it, it was just like wanting to focus in on these specific uh scenarios and hell thinking back on like uh Azuken, the parts that i can always come back to are the introduction of the way mm -hmm. that the main character sees her world the breakthrough into you know what they could do as a team and then i also think about the episode where you have like 
the guy from the uh, Mecca Club just running around the school festival trying to like get people riled up to go see their performance where it's set in a way that is just so like um familiar when it comes to Yuasa directing like running scenes but also that's still a stylistic choice that just resonates with the feeling of trying to be like the center of attention right now because people need you to traffic that attention elsewhere and I haven't felt something similar from Yure Deco, which, yeah. you know, is that reason that I dropped it. I'm sure that eventually the writing will get to a point that works, but, you know, what, what I had been missing for about weeks upon weeks <laughs> from that production, I was at least able to get to an extent through this movie. Yeah, Yuri Deco feels very like I dropped it at the third. You know, I did the whole three episodes. That's it. It did not pull me in. Um, it felt. It sadly feels very surface, and and that's it. Like I could not connect at all. What was going on? It did not feel like you know as you were describing in some of the other, not necessarily just you also, but like you know, Science Saru like related and associate works and all those people involved in that circle. Um, compared, you know, like lovingly focusing on certain moments that are tied to the bigger theme of what's going on, right? Like, Yuri Deco just... I don't know what's going on Yuri Deco. That's the problem. I don't know what's going on in Yuri Deco. Uh. I'm really curious to see um, how... Tata, what is it? Uh, Tatami Time Machine Blues mm-hmm. is? Because it's not yeah, Yasa. Yeah. Right. It's Shingo Natsumi, but at the very least, you know... Uh, Elvie, I know you can speak on Natsume's work with, like, Sunny Boy. Right. Yes, absolutely but love Sh- Sunny Boy. Yeah. I can speak to his work on Boogie Pop and others, which is uh, <laughs> insane. And yeah. And very strangely done in a way that I... I, mm-hmm. I like parts of it. I like the presentation of it all. It is the actual meat to it that is done right. very insanely. and Right. Uh that is my it could be a hit or miss it could be yeah yeah, it sadly seems like it's gonna be a but i'm wondering like like, how also sunny boy is divisive because it you have yeah yeah i'm just wondering how the vibes will change really Mm -hmm. that is my my curiosity and 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 i think like like what's always good is that it it acknowledges no this is like a this can be a standalone thing you know and and that yeah it's it's very much yeah because because this was very much made after the anime right and that's been said like oh this is just a what if scenario you know like a guide in of sorts um, so at the very least, you know, if it's like not good, it's, I think it's easy to detach from it. Right. You know, or like pretend it doesn't, but yeah, also curious about it. Um, that's coming up soon. That's coming up soon. I'd be interested to see. I mean, he has worked with you also before, so it's not like, it's mm-hmm. like he won't know. So I, I I'm just right. very curious to see how those differences will arise. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm almost caught up on Don brothers, by the way. Uh, Hey, there we go. I need to. uh, You're probably still ahead of me. I'm only on like episode 20 now, I think. I think I got up to 20. I think, I think now now that I could concretely say this, that show genuinely gets so much better once they start talking to each other. Like once they start hanging out. Um, I think it was just, it was fine before, but it was like once they like all started hanging out at that fucking cafe, it was like, oh, here are the vibes. This is what I need. Like, it really felt like they, uh, they were a cast instead of just, like, five random dudes who get dropped in. 
Yeah, which again is a bold decision, and I yeah. appreciate it. But to finally get them like on the same page, I, that's some good stuff right there. I think it lets them get away with a lot more um, of the silliness and insanity. Like they can get away with an insane plot when there is more of a consistent backdrop to it. Um, uh, did you get to Murasame? Yes, yeah. I have seen Don Murasame. Very cool, very cool. Um, I will say that the uh, the CGI on um, Momotani. Oh, the, the, uh, the dragon. Yeah, the dragon guy. His suit's really cool, and I like his his weapon a lot. That fucking CGI thing he turns into is maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. With like the fucking drone. Yeah, it just looks so bad. <sighs> Um, but yeah, uh, in, in Sentai terms also, um, I've been excited watching that. That's great. Uh, I went back and I watched, um, the Kamen Rider ghost movie. Um, it was like Spectre something. It's all about Spectre, the secondary rider. And it was so much fun. Uh, it's, it's really funny because it feels like when I had complaints about Kamen Rider ghost, it was really like. It was a series that didn't had no idea what it was doing after the halfway point. And there was this bit towards the end of Kamen Rider Ghost where Spectre is just killing clones of himself over and over again. And it's never explained where the clones are coming from or like hmm. anything. And at the end, it's just like Kingdom Hearts style. I accept you into my heart and now we're the same. And that was it. And it was like, what was any of that? So this entire movie exists to like this came out like a year or two after Ghost ended, um, and this movie exists to just explain all of that, uh, and it's just a lot of fun. It's just like classics of Common Rider movies, but not 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 really in a bad way, in a in a fun way. They make like a new villain, they they give power ups to everyone. They give this really cool power up to. Common Rider Spectre, where he has the, it's it's Seven Sins themed, so he's just going around doing like gluttony slash and stuff like that, and it's a lot of fun. Even weirder to me is that uh, Common Rider Saber did a movie that's just all about Spectre again. That's a sequel to that movie, so I feel like the Good dude making Spe- it has Good a on Spectre. Yeah, I think the dude who made that re- like finished Ghost was like, man, you know, you know what I actually care about. <laughs> not the main character um fair enough i do not hear enough good things about the main character no it's it's not great uh specter is definitely a big step up the third rider um oh my god why can't i think of his name prince alan anyway he's the prince or whatever he gets a power up that's like just based on specter and it's like he does friendship finishers and stuff like that and that's like you know that's what common rider is all about Oh, yeah, I've been having fun doing that. Um, and I also checked out your... Um, I, I figured this is a good lead into... Um, actually, let's talk about that later. Because we can finish this this rider talk with Futo P.I. Which I think is pretty alright overall. Uh, but what what are you thinking about it right now? Uh, I definitely... like. I did my classic of uh, click over a bit of the episodes to see what's coming up. Mainly because I know that there's a new... like. Uh, w double B V X like iteration in one of the uh, 
new uh, episodes. So I was like, oh, I gotta check that out at least. And uh, it's good. I, I dig it. But yeah, again, it, like, it's so weird seeing basically an adaptation of this manga where it, it feels like it wants to do its own thing. But then it being attached to the source material of Common Rider Double, it's trying like it, it's just a weird like intersection at points, where stuff that hits really hits well. That Henshin I know people really loved, and yeah, like it rocks to see those actually animated to sort of like get the experience of it. Then it's also just the fact that it's like still not convinced that uh. What's your name again? Tomine? Tom uh Tokime? Tokime. Yeah. Not not convinced Tokime is like I like what's she doing here? It's very strange. It feels like like I, I based on like the implications here, it really feels like they're trying to do Philip too, right? Like, oh she has the the family or whatever, but it's like here's the thing. Philip is likable. Yeah. Philip isn't just like why do you like Philip? Because he's like a little nerd boy who does like gets hyper fixated on things and is silly. Not like why do you like Tokimi? Uh she took her clothes off. Like that feels like all they've done for her. And I'm not surprised if that is sort of like the extent of the character. Yeah. Uh, it's just really confusing to me. It's really confusing to me that this is written by the dude who wrote Double, right? Like this is this is the guy writing it again and he was like hmm writes like the gayest shit you've ever seen hmm um i think what i'll do next (laughs) like it it feels so weird to introduce this character especially with the shotaro angle i i've been told by multiple people that it is like a type of thing where it's like her and philip are fighting for shotaro all the time which could be funny i guess but but i i don't want that either way is the thing uh, yeah, I just want to see two dudes who make up one great detective. That's right. That's that. That's just what everyone needs. It's uh, I. Th- it's really reminding me that like Double is probably my second favorite common writer, right behind. Like I, I liked, I've liked like almost everything. Obviously, Build is my favorite since I forced us all to watch it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was just like, I, I do really like Double. I think Double is just fantastic. It's. If I had a complaint about this specifically, besides Tomike, uh, Tokime, uh, almost wanted to say Tomino, um, it's it's that uh, they did not finish the monster of the week in two episodes. They had to go into the third episode, and that is mm. so against the core tenant of Double. There are yeah. fifty episodes of Double, and it is the same way all the way through. No, yeah, it, the pacing is weird. Like, and especially if you are going to go for a Monster of the Week format, you kind of need to have the consistency there. Yeah. Um, my friend did posit also an option where they they should absolutely, instead of having the weird CGI things, they should just cut to, like, stock photo from Double, or, or stock, stock footage from Double of, like, when they're on the motorcycle or something, just live action all of a sudden. Uh, I think that, I think I could get behind that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I would really like some weird mixed media. We need more mixed media stuff. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. Common Rider's really cool. 
I need to watch Common Rider Black now since that new Common Rider Black's coming out. Oh yeah. I keep forgetting. Again, you know, people that will lot of the show of stuff, which I still got to get back into. Hmm. You know, talking about mixed media, not really. I'm trying to do these fucking transitions, and there's no reason <laughs> to. LV, what's going yeah. on with Arsentoria? I wish to I wish to tell you too. I don't know what's going on with Arsentoria. <laughs> it's it's die. It's bleak. Dog, it's bleak. Uh, this is an anime that is tied with and based on a mobile game. Who would have thought? Who would have thought but little me thinking this was an original series? Not today, not in this anime landscape. <laughs> not in this anime landscape where one third, sadly, of every title you'll watch probably has some weird tie into a multimedia project. Um, so, Smile to Ars Notoria, what can I say? What can I tell you? I truly don't know. It is a slice of life. Is it a fantasy? Is there some darker shit going on? I don't know. Right now I'm watching this show about these very Moe design, Moe pandering kind of, and, and nothing wrong with it. I think they're cute. I, I think that stuff is cute. Uh, like cute, like, yeah, like just cute girls hanging out, being weird, being silly, whatever, quirky, what have you. Um, yeah, just, just, just hanging out at this magical school doing doing things that like literally there's 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 nothing happening like they're they're having tea time they're they're going around visiting spooky parts of the school there's like there's like there's like my god there's like 10 of these characters i can't even fucking name them like i <laughs> that's <laughs> they're just going around school doing things and not really anything interesting um they're at a mag yeah, like uh, like you would have this expectation, like oh, is there? It's a like little witch academia. Is there like some chaos where at least the characters are interesting and really goofy and funny to watch? Like no, it's none of that. It's it looks great, it looks cute, it moves. You know, there's a but it it makes it puts me at unease. You know, it puts me at unease because I am sitting every episode being like, what's is something gonna happen? Because the problem with this series is they set you up with this magical, fantastical setting with something weird going on, but every episode teases you with that and does fucking nothing with it. Like, you're telling me I have to wait until the end of the episode to figure out what the hell is going on. So every episode, while these girls are just fucking spending 20 minutes mad that, like, well, not mad, but frustrated. It's like, oh, man, we accidentally burnt the toast a little bit. Tea time is ruined, guys. Oh, jeez. There's, like, these random dark scenes of these men. First of all, there's no men in this series except these men, right? <laughs> like, intercutting, like, these like these otherwise very mundane moments with these girls hanging out at their school. Um, fucking, like, fighting people, killing people... These Castlevania-ass motherfuckers. That's, they literally look like that. They look like Castlevania-ass um, motherfuckers. Yeah. I will call them that. Look at, they look so different compared to the art style of the girls. It's so weird. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at this right now, like and it's making series. me feel insane. <laughs> 
like literally the end of the first episode, we see this 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 shot of this guy. He probably fucking committed a genocide. I don't know what happened. He killed a village and he, he murdered this old man holding this ancient grimoire of sorts. Ends there. Does not give you context. Next episode. The 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 main girl, by the way, also driving me insane. She, she has a sniffing tick. She sniffs a lot. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, what are, what We're are running you out of before? ticks. <laughs> yeah, like, easy to make a Coke joke here, but I'm not going to do it. It speaks for itself. Like, what is going on? Third episode, she loses. The most dramatic thing happens, right? I think we're six episodes, seven episodes into the series now. Third episode, the most dire thing happens. And I'm like, oh, is something going to happen? She loses her sense of smell. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, like, her man. only personality oh, trait. Oh, like, oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. She, she can't sniff it. So, apparently, she has this weird thing where she can sniff things at hy- hypersensitivity. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm seeing this. But then, sniff, uh, sniff. There's a ton of episodes called Sniff. They're all, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, she gets her sniffing back, so nothing matters. They're all back to their weird bullshit, like, just doing nothing at school. Like, tee But yeah, every episode two title is just called episode one. Sniff, sniff, sniff. Episode two. Hug! With, <laughs> with three, four exclamation signs. I don't know. Episode three. Sniff with three, you know, ellipses. <laughs> episode four, ding dong. Episode five, s- sniff, wait, and, and, and dash to suggest interruption. Episode six, shh. Episode seven, cuckoo. What the fuck is going on? I, I feel like I'm being MK Ultra. You know, this is what it feels like watching. Yeah, it's series. like the code words are coming up. Like, what is going what is- on? But no, literally, but yeah, like just to sum up, like, it's uh, like, you're watching like a weird Moe slice of life intercut by like suggestions that there's some, so there's supposed to be some bigger plot going, but I'm at episode seven. Nothing is happening. That said, episode seven, again, led to believe something might actually happen. The girls are now wearing their outfits. You see in the opening, like, Oh, are they going to fight something now? Cause again, they're just having tea time. They're just doing nothing with the pretense of like, they're at a magic Academy to learn magic and do something. So episode seven, they're now like, they're like, I, again, I don't even fucking like they're a principal. They're like headmistress. I don't know. Some sort of like superior title, their teacher or whatever, their sensei, you know, telling them, hey, can you do an errand? Like, you know, and now they're like, oh, shit, we got to go out now and actually do something. You know, and she's like, oh, it's kind of dangerous out there. Be careful. If you see a knight, you know, avoid them, which I am led to believe. Oh, my gosh. Now we're actually connecting the dots. Are those men the knights? Like, why are the knights bad? They never explained who the knights were before until this episode, episode seven. And then once again, nothing happens. They go to the town. They go to a shop. They help a random farmer with the first magic spell we see in this whole series, this first real magic spell they help in this whole series, they just help this guy milk a cow or something. <laughs> they go back home. That's it. Nothing happens. And once again, they show a weird, ambiguous shot of one of these guys doing something dark. And What is happening? I hate this. <laughs> I don't think I like this series. I don't like I am convinced if anything will happen, it's going to be the last episode and it's going to be a blatant commercial for whatever this game actually uh-huh. is. 
You know, I, I looked up screenshots of this game again, getting nothing because again, this is a game that doesn't seem to have any North American release or yeah, any, you know, of course not. Or yeah. it, and so like I have no idea what's going on. Oh, um, I see. I'm looking at it right now. I finally is, found yeah. It, is it like is it like a side-scrolling RPG thing? That's what I'm. That's it, what it I'm, is I, like I, I, uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen the Ceno Alice game. It seems like yes, it's like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're playing the girls and you're fighting these guys for some reason. They're fighting you know? like robots. I don't. Yeah. What well, I I don't get it. Like, but yeah. Like once again, this is a series that is a weird long line attempt to advertise this game that I have no context for. So I don't know what it's, I'm supposed to expect or care about. Right. You it's know. It's just I realize that ultimately it comes down to these licensing fees aren't that expensive or anything but it's just you wonder why does this get a simulcast like you really yes. you just sit there and be like this is clearly a work that needs context like yeah it's so weird right like and and like like it's not an adaptation again, it's it, it, it's just some original yeah. prequel i yeah the same thing happened with tacked up the same thing would happen with magatsu warhai magatsu warhai was something i have watched a couple like with two years ago, I think one year ago, like in terms of anime season, but that too had a similar problem of like, um, both of those series had a similar problem. Of like, oh, okay, there's like something interesting going on, but then like, what what does this all mean? At the very least, both of those series, you know, both uh, you know, and, you know, Maverick can also testify with tactile. There was something interesting going on. Like I was like, oh, okay, but this has nothing. You know, this feels like I'm being led on a wild goose chase for something that will not come to fruition. And then you have the extreme end of something that was really bad, like Geki Doll, which was just all over the place and didn't know what genre I wanted to be, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just don't get the return in doing something like this if you're just not going to, like, just just make a series that delivers without needing to, like, just, uh, yeah, ugh. Like, I can't play the game, so why should I care, right? Um, ugh. <laughs> And even the OP is also just insulting because you see the girls actually interact with these weird characters and they're fighting, but none of that's happening right now. You know, it's it's very weird. I just want to know who's paying for all these, like the games, these these multimedia yeah, yeah. works, like I, because that's the thing that gets me ultimately about it all is it's like people talk about the way gotcha games are created, right? As like you make the gotcha game and maybe it'll just be free printing money for you. Like there's just a chance mm -hmm. that it's free printing money. But when you see something like this, where it's like, they're making albums, they're making TV shows. That's so much labor. Making, yeah. Like, like manga. They're making a what game. What is the return? For the game. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I, that, that doesn't feel, that just feels like bad management. I don't know. I don't know. Especially just for ones that are like these, the Sino Alice format games. Mm. It's like, I don't. I, who knows? Maybe it has a great story. We'll never know. I don't. I don't know. But I. I doubt it. Based on what you described, I. I think it paints a picture, similar to that Assault Lily show that I watched from Shaft a little while ago. Uh, oh no! Like, no context. No anything. It's. Just, um, let's see here, Maverick. Yeah. You like in Call of the Night, I, you were going off a little. I watched episode one. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, and you're still having a great time. Yeah, it's still rocking. The uh, latest episode was... Um, <clears throat> we we find out, and you'll find out, that... Um, oh, God, I'm trying to remember. Nazuno? 
Yeah. I hope that's right. But, um... A vampire girl? Yeah. Yeah. Nazana. Okay. Uh, Nazana, you know, in terms of just doing all this stuff and just um, basically owning an apartment even though she's a vampire, you know, means that she's got to, like, figure out how to, like, make a living every now and then. Uh, Her biggest, uh, you know, means of doing that is by basically being, like, a uh, massage specialist. Literally just, like, giving people massages or, like, uh, cuddling service, which, you know, in turn means, like, hey, sleep here, it'll be fine. Gets a free, like, meal out of it, end of the day. And basically has a client come up, even though she's currently with a co, and already, like, gave him a massage, and she's like, ah, I'm tired. Can you do this for me? I'll, you know, I'll kiss you again if, uh... <laughs> that's your speed. <laughs> and you can also get 20 bucks out of it and so he goes and gives this like overworked uh i want to say like an animator mm-hmm. but to someone like already like uh mid-20s uh you know feeling the stress of it all decides like hey i might as well just go and uh meet this person and you know so it goes through with it but the two of them get to talking and it's just like one of those moments of realizing, like, damn, they just like me for real. Of just, <laughs> I'm going through the motions. I'm trying to figure stuff out. But it feels like I'm just getting caught up in a lot of, like, similar... Similar, just, like, uh, sensibilities. And so, Co more or less is just, like, saying, like, hey, you know, this is my deal. This is my setup. Uh, please know that there is someone out here, like, rooting for you. And making sure that, like, you still take care of yourself. And if the vampire stuff works out for me, uh, by all means, I will gladly come by and extend the offer for you. If you're getting tired of being a person. Which is sweet. Like, there's... Like, I was talking about it where there is definitely, you know, a horniness factor to a lot of this. Because, again, it's sort of that fully coolly adjacent uh exploration of adolescence but i think part of that as well that this series in particular is really showing is that emotional exploration as well and not just the exploration of co's feelings as well like you know for someone that has been self-imposed as fine with girls but doesn't really know how to reciprocate learning what it means to, like, voice, you know, if he's feeling jealous about something, if he's feeling excited, like, really going through those steps of just identifying and self-analyzing, like, why do I feel these things, to then also just have that result in moments of empathy and growth where it's like, hey, you know, I'm not the only person out here, and the more that I get to learn about myself through basically this uh, whole endeavor to, you know, become someone that just truly experiences the night, this means that I'll get to find other people and, you know, impart whatever I can or make whatever kind of connection I can. And it's a very just altruistic look at, again, sort of just this message on you know, there's often one way that people get told to do things, 
but if you find another way to take care of stuff, that's not so bad. I will hopefully be caught up by the next time we record, because I I think that uh, you were right about it just being a uh, a good kind of horny. I mean, like uh, it, it's a sex comedy. Yeah. It, and it's fine for yeah, some yeah. things to be like that, right? Like, that's never our problem with a lot of things. It's a, usually the uh, childishness of it all. Yeah, again, like, it's part of it is the agency of everything, where it's like, there, there is at least agency with Nazana. There's agency with the women that Ko just, like, interacts with, because it's never this idea that Ko is an imposing figure or... right trying to get like an immediate gain out of something like he, his goal is to fall in love and that only happens when you're able to show a level of uh vulnerability which you know not to say that he isn't but it's still that exploration and that introspection that isn't just like a guy thinking he's the smartest person ever and because of that he gets to like touch a boob or something or go to another world and participate in cattle slavery yeah i mean that's just the way that that's the message they want to send (laughs) right now exactly that was you know that's actually something i wanted to talk about a little with the galactic heroes that i had completely forgotten thank you for Uh reminding me Mm -hmm. is not not slavery (laughs) Um, (laughs) i I do like the debt angle though uh, that they don't explore here that uh my wife was telling me about from those books but um Mm -hmm. i think that um the thing that i made i really appreciated about watching this was that it wasn't an isekai and I was just thinking about, oh like, this is from that era where, like... We were safe from We that. were safe. And people were just we were like, this is just what the future is going to be. I'm just going to say it right now. This is what's going yeah. to happen. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. It's 2800. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What about it? Are you going to tell me right. it's not? If there, like, yeah. Right. If there was any isekai, and it's, like, again, a very different interpretation of that genre back then, I would think of something like Fushigi Yugi, right? With, you know, and, pure, and that was maybe one or two out of decades and now we're here right you know so, uh, <laughs> that is that is wow very bleak to point that out yeah like wow this isn't an isekai <laughs> it's just like it's, it really is just like you can go so crazy with world building and it does not have to be and then here's a dude who knows everything perfectly and is going to solve everything to deal with the problems of writing a middle ages story right. or whatever right i mean again you have the perspective of someone looking at you know ancient history but then basically building a framework for future narrative mm-hmm. yeah that said like he you know the same author you know uh Yoshi- yoshiki tanaka he did um he did write a novel called Legend of Arsland, uh, uh, which uh, Hiromu Arakawa did a manga version of, and that has an anime adaptation. That said, not an isekai also. Not an isekai also. Purely just a fantasy series. Imagine that. A fantasy series that is not an isekai. I can't. Incredible. I can't imagine that. <laughs> it's I'm based sure. on like an epic, but yeah, purely when not When is the not last time that's happened? I'm trying to think right now. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I think Kingdom, but I also don't know anyone that's watching Kingdom. I don't know anyone that's watching. Isn't and yet it goes. And yet it goes. There is the. There's also the. There Dragon are millions of people who watch that. I guess that's true. That also counts, but it's at, it's an adaptation of something. Yeah, I, I think you know the terms like an original fantasy idea, right? So, I, I don't know. Dragon Quest is kind of. I mean, Kingdom is also just fucking Romance yeah. of the Three Kingdoms, right? Yeah, that's fair. But that that's like tons of things with that template, right? Yeah, that's fine. But I'm trying to think like gen- genuinely like original fantasy world. When's the last fucking time? Like I. You know what's you know what's what's sad too. It's it is, um, I mean it's not really because because reincarnation is like recurring themes in like a lot of Chinese media and drama. But like in terms of Duanghua, you know Chinese anime, like that's sad. Isekai has been penetrating that as well. Uh, it's dire. It's bleak. Um, there is like um, there is like um, it's not new, but like it's only been recently subtitled in English. But like for instance, there's like this one show, but female, you know female. Again, female perspective of Isekai, but still bleak, right? Where she is Isekai to right, you know, you know, ancient China to and she gets her way around by like being a great cook, you know, kind of thing. It's just like, man, no one is safe. Uh, uh, <laughs> no no medium is safe. Uh I I've been looking and I think that the most recent example I can find of like a shorter series that isn't just a shonen is like fucking Made in Abyss. <laughs> Everything else, uh-huh. Goblin Slayer, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah. And there's like the new stuff for that too in this season. Uh, shout out to that future uh, delicious and dungeon adaptation. That's true. Very excited for, for that. Yeah. Genuinely, very excited yeah. for that. I think that'll Hol- be really yeah, good. Yeah, holding my breath, but I hope it's good. Most re- like I think the thing is is like every recent trigger thing has removed mm-hmm. all the bad things that they used mm-hmm. to do. So yeah. I'm fairly confident and yeah. they they are good at animation. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. source material is there, which they don't usually have is the problem with right. Trigger. Right. Yeah. They can't I mean, just insert problems yeah. into it. You know, you can't just do that. <laughs> uh are we all watching liquors still? Oh, I am. Yeah, or, it's been good. I, I am not caught up at you all, but not, feel okay. free to. Yeah, but it's definitely something like last. You know, I agree. It's it's it is a good solid strong series. Yeah, just in general. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. all I was gonna say. Pretty much, it's just like I it, it's just it's just going. I, yeah, I was happy that the most recent episode was sort of progressing the overarching plot in a lot of ways, um, because I was thinking like they have a lot of this background stuff going on with like her being a special whatever you know foundation child or whatever and uh what that means and like the way that that was delivered early on gave me visions of so many anime original shows that just like lay all this foundation and then just accelerate it all at the end um mm-hmm. so then petering it out now is pretty good like they're, that they're working on it they're developing some stuff i think overall the show is like really immaculately paced in a way that's surprising yeah. Like, you don't see this with a lot of original anime. Like, it's just, it really feels like they have storyboarded everything correct. Like, they, they thought about everything. Yeah. Um, it's actually planned the right yeah. way. Yeah. My sole complaint is just that it is a little bit Yuri Beatty, but yeah. it's fine. It's not enough to me, like, oh, wow, I'm so mad about this or whatever. It's just like, uh, I kind of wish you would do a little more. 
<laughs> they right. gotta do more. <laughs> Chisato is so happy for her girlfriend. Like, just let them have this. Yeah. It was just like, like, it feels like the way that I put it is it really feels like there is an editor coming in and being like, this is all great, but you need to leave a little room for Jesus. Or instead of Jesus, it's like the potential male watcher who wants to date both of these women. (laughs) No, like, if we can let Mika fucking fulfill. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, like, if we can let Mika have his, like, his turn and everything. Come on. It's just like... This is, this is literally why Mika and Chisato work so well as a dynamic, because it's literally uh, MLM, WLW, Solidarity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like... I think the thing that's really gotten me about it is it's like... I feel like in 2010, they could have gotten away with the being hand-wavy, but there's so many fucking lesbian anime out there now they're just out there and it's just like no one gets mad about it you know like they just exist and it's like i I just don't understand why 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 it really does feel like i said like there's just an editor coming in like come on guys because like i feel like stuff like that fucking underwear episode was like it's like one degree off from truly genius moments yeah, I mean, again, like, still good in what it did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just the potential, you know? You always gotta be like, oh. Um, yeah. Also, just really good character work. I'm really appreciative of how they just bring the cast together. And then also just the way that they have so many background characters. Like, the capacity of having regulars at the cafe, where I don't need to know their entire stories... It's just enough to know, like, all right, you know, we got the detective that works stuff every now and again who has no idea about the DA. Perfect. We've got... (laughs) Also, he's Columbo. uh, Also kind of Columbo, yeah. Or at least is giving... (laughs) He looks like like Columbo. Yeah. (laughs) He does. Yeah, so maybe he'll find out. Maybe that'll be... It's just like... I, just, just one more just thing. Just one more thing. <laughs> Are I you two? <laughs> the uniforms. Now, uh, I, I got a sister, and <laughs> her daughter never wore a uniform like that. But she did see it on someone that was a part of the recent bombings. <laughs> just. Just God. wanted to uh, see. I, put that connection. There. I like your angle. I was thinking that Columbo was going to come in and go, "Are you two uh, a homosexual?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, and that's how they do. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife's been watching this Kase San show. <laughs> <laughs> my sister-in-law. See, her wife, my sister, has been. On her case about getting her some new underwears. And I'm not <laughs> getting into that business, but I just hear I just hear some things. Uh, good lord. Um Elvi, are you fine saving your last little bit for next time? Oh absolutely. Okay? Alright, I don't want to go too crazy wild here, since we kinda mm-hmm. went crazy wild on Galactic mm-hmm. Heroes, which I mean makes sense because it's fucking I-, I can go off all day yeah. about Legend of Galactic. <laughs> I sure once all I read these books. All hundred all hundred ten episodes and 
fucking even what is it, four, five, six movies. It's going to be like 20 at this point with, if we count the remake movies. Uh, <laughs> Good lord. It could be a. It literally is a whole symposium, yeah. Uh. I'm really going to try to read these books over the next so often so I can do little check ins and be like, oh, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, all right. Uh, let me get all this stuff. And uh, I mean, did you want to talk a little about your last thing, Maverick, if it's quick? I don't know if you wanted to save it or if you, if you want to just talk about it now, you can. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because I don't know. Like, uh, it's minor news, but then also just something that I am going to get through again. Like, uh, Haikyuu has just announced its last two movies. Ooh. These will be the last two adaptations of the Ooh. manga. And, oh my god. If I'm thinking about just series that I would not have anticipated to leave like such an impact on me, Haikyuu is one of those just all-around fantastic like dudrock media <laughs> and also like god I, I feel like it's slowly becoming more apparent but the biggest thing that from a western perspective i think is missing in terms of just a genuine understanding of the way that manga works manga and anime work is the fact that we aren't as like immediately attached to sports manga or sports anime And so much of the medium gets its roots, or at least gets a lot of its, like, evolution pieces from just early, like, baseball manga or early Mm -hmm. iterations of sports manga. Like, part of the gag about Gunbuster is that it's a parody of, like, a volleyball manga, not entirely, but that's where, like, yeah. the seed stems yeah. from. Well, yeah, like, the school life, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like... I don't know, like, this is at least a modern example where it definitely is, like, being an all-encompassing uh, component, and you definitely see the fan base out here in the West as well. Even if the fervor for the sport itself isn't as, like, immediately apparent, but... That said, you know, I'm just a little scuffed, if only because the way that if in my mind's eye, these la- this last section of IQ, I could at least see as one 25-episode season and then the movie. But I'm sure, like, the, the other movies that they've put out aren't, like, horribly paced. It's definitely just going to be a lot of anticipation for how those are going to look like. But with all that hype, I've decided to just actually go ahead, do a bit of a reread, and then also go through the original series. And, God, like, it's just really good. It is a well-constructed series, even from just the first episode, of just setting up the stepping stones for what the entire series is going to be about. And, I don't know, I just, just love those boys. I know a lot of people who really love those boys, and Mm -hmm. I truly (laughs) hope that, based on how sad so many of them were when the manga finished, I truly hope there is something to fill the void in the future. (laughs) Manga's always going to be there, and thankfully it's an excuse to just 
also check out the entirety of the series again. I know people got mad because of like animation shifts for uh, the latest series, but uh-huh. I don't know. I think it still works. Like ultimately, you still get the energy from everything, and that's the important part. That is the most important part of a sports thing. I really think about like how many I've watched that have just been. Ugh. I mean, that's why. I mean, yeah. this what separates the good basketball anime from the bad basketball anime. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so uh, yeah. Um, so that was Patreon pick uh, from Gregory Zero. Next time we'll be doing a different Patreon one, but this time around, this month. I'm picking the anime, and I picked Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju. It's a little anime about an old man who does Rakugo. <laughs> um, for, I think the first season's mostly about his past, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Very interesting. I, I, I'm very interested to see what the show is like. It's just right there on Crunchyroll. Uh, I think it's on Funimation, too, but it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. just there on Crunchyroll, so pretty easy to find this time around. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I guess Galactic Heroes was too, but I feel like I always pick the ones that's like, all right, we have to go digging. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Uh, as always, you know, patreon.com slash VGCC, $3 gets you everything one week early. Um, I guess we're, I don't know what we're doing with that. John would know. I I don't know. Uh, you know, we're just in the process of seeing because as we... Uh, see everything that is in motion. We also just want to figure out, you know, what is it that people like about the Patreon? We definitely know that we do this uh, just every... We can feel like a bi-weekly release, but if you're with the Patreon, that comes out a week early. So if there are other things that you would want us to uh, explore as well when it comes to not just the main uh, video game choo-choo setup, but you know, if there's anything that you would want from the Unlimited Railworks crew in terms of potential side series, would you want us to react to anything? Would you want to see anything, you know, as always, you also have the ability to let us know if there's a series you want us to watch. And I would also say, you know, a lot of these end up being the first core of an eventual multi-parter. If there's anything you would want us to go back to, that's definitely an option as well. Yeah, I've definitely been thinking about that recently with a lot of the stuff we've done, especially since we're so many, we're, we're multiple years into this now. <laughs> that uh, there's definitely the opportunity for us to go back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, always grateful for everyone that gives us our support. We're always eager to at least see other ways that we can put that support, not just in terms of what could be seen as good use to patrons but also just ways that we can really expand on what it is that we want to do with the site as well yeah i definitely want to look into doing some anime writing as i've been thinking a lot more about and learning a lot more about this stuff but we'll see how that goes (laughs) need to do some games writing as well um but yeah um Thank you both for joining me. Thank you, Elvie, specifically for having all your knowledge about Galactic Heroes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for letting me watch. Oh, no, of course. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, Honestly. 
Yeah, we need that. I th- I really wish. Uh, sometimes I really genuinely wish like one of us was an expert every single time because it's just like sometimes like it feels like there's just like a show that none of us know, and then we're like, "All right, cool." I don't. I then, mean, and then uh, I, I someone tells one. me, yeah. <laughs> I, I I like I was saying before, I did have a uh, cursory watch of uh, the first season of Show Again Roku, so definitely going back into it with a little bit more knowledge and also you know picking up other shows or series that focus in on the uh uh the entertainment form of rakugo as well we 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 also both dipped our toes in teppin which i'm assuming you also dropped a while ago so we both know what comedy should not be so (laughs) that also helps i think Maybe I'll see what those current episodes are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope everyone listening has a good night, day, week, month, year, and uh, or in- intergalactic year. I don't know. What was it? CE? Was that what they had? The CE, yeah, CE, which is, yeah, and it's te- they're technically in the year 2800, 2900. That's what I thought, yeah, okay. In terms of our, yeah calendar yeah <laughs> that's crazy those guys are crazy anyways this is the end of the podcast thank you for listening all right you could stop it now bye <laughs>